Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday night. Uh, welcome to KBN Live. Another Monday night. We've got Dylan Lowry, the Gunnersville champ. Day two Dylan with us tonight, and we've got a uh, shaded... Ryan Lambert, how you doing over there, Ryan? The I'm shades? good, man. I'm good. I'm just, I, you know, I felt like Siddiqui won day one, and he never takes his shades off. So this is uh, this is a <clears> shout <throat> out to Siddiqui. Does he have just one eye? Why does he never take his shades off? What's going on with him over there? I, I don't. I think he has two eyes. I don't want to swear to it, but uh, he he just. I think it's just like a cool kind of '80s throwback thing, man. Maybe one cyborg guy. That's how he'd be winning all the time. He's got. You think there's like a, you think he has, he probably has live scope on the other. Maybe, eye. maybe that's a Bluetooth eye. Who knows? I'm just Ooh. kidding. There. <laughs> Damn. Just kidding there. All right. Uh, no, nah, he's, he's had a hell of a run <clears throat> this year. I mean, he's always solid year after year, but he's had a hell of a run this year. So respect with the, the shades. Good win on day one, but the winner of the weekend is Dylan Lowry. And we've got him, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice here with us tonight. Here we are. Here we are. Ugh, sorry. I'm losing my voice. This is on not going to be good. On right? that water, huh? <clears throat> I'm literally, it's literally fading on me right here. <clears throat> uh, Don't give up, brother. Don't yeah, give up. besides the KBF event, we had a few other things go down over the weekend. Let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll we'll get into uh, what went down with young day two Dylan. Let's uh, talk about Native had their second Big Bass Power Hour event. That went good. They had over 100 people over there. Uh, Chris Gravely won the whole thing. Joey Randall came in second. And I thought it'd be a lot more fish caught. It seemed like it was pretty tough for a multi-lake event over there. Did you see any of that? Joey caught like two two million inches of fish or something. I saw, right? Yeah, it was two hundred thirty-five inches. One and two hundred twenty. Like yeah, two hundred twenty-one inches was Joey for second. Yeah. Um, but for a no limit event, I don't know what the minimum is for that. Is it fourteen or twelve? Do we? I know? don't. I don't know off the top of my head on that one. Somebody, if anybody in the comments knows the the limit for the no limit. Um, yeah, let us know that. But uh, it'd be good yeah, to hear. Put up good time. It was a lot of late, wasn't it? Most, I mean, it was like what a dozen lakes or more in in yeah. North Carolina and South Carolina, which includes like Santee and Hartwell, like some of the the bigger name lakes that you see on these these trail stops. Eighteen lakes, it says on here. Eighteen. Okay. All right. Yeah, eighteen lakes, and they were paying out over a thousand dollars an hour, and I think it might have got up to twelve hundred or thirteen hundred dollars an I, hour. I thought I saw something about thirteen hundred an hour at one point. Yeah, okay, 14 inches, I believe. 14 okay. and 18 lakes in the comments. Appreciate y'all. So th that's catching on, and that's kind of a niche that hasn't been touched yet by anybody. So I think maybe that'll get bigger next year. I hope so. Hope hope that comes more towards the central U.S. a little bit. That'd be fun. I'm sure I, they put out, didn't they put the, the schedule out of, of where they were having them? It was like yeah, yeah. California, Washington, uh, PA, the Carolinas, it's Where else uh, it? Michigan, Michigan, Washington, Potholes Reservoir, and then yeah. October 8th on the Susquehanna, so that'll be a good one. A lot of fish will be caught. That'll be a good one. Then also the All-American boys, they're not having an All-American championship this year. We had them on to talk about that before, but they did have their open qualifier, two-day qualifier on Friday and Saturday on Truman Lake, and they had 56 folks show up for that. Jared Fosno from Missouri, 168 inches, took the, took the win up there. And it was pretty brutal up there. Super windy, <clears throat> weather changing as it always is over this way. I saw some tank smallmouth getting caught up north this weekend, though. Yeah. I saw some big, big smallies getting posted. Those fish Holy are freaks. I mean, they may be twenty inches long, but they're freaking five and a half, six pounds. They're monsters. Who was it that somebody shared a picture where they they had their fish DQ'd because the fish was so fat it blocked out the identifier and they had to DQ the fish. 
That's tough. Uh, it was it, or say fat. It was tall as fish can be. It was blocking oh. out the ID. <laughs> Old tall fish. Old tall fish. Uh, anything else go down over the weekend? I don't think, dude, my weekend was a cluster, so I don't really know what happened outside of my, my own tiny little world. Yeah, I know we were following Dylan. You had a you were at a volleyball event, non-fishing related. Yeah, I was all over. I had a wedding Saturday. I had a volleyball tournament Sunday. I did not really get to enjoy too much of anything. I was trying to keep up with Dill, make sure he didn't hurt himself out there. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a mess. Somebody in the comments is saying that motors were not allowed in the event, in the native event. I didn't know that was a no-motor deal. I didn't either. So... The more you learn. There we go. We'll have this figured out in a month or two, I'd say. Yeah, man. Uh, we got a few things we want to get into. Uh, the one thing that I saw before we came live was I saw you shared a post about dugout jumping into the state Tennessee state championship. Yeah. the support behind that. So that was cool. So they've, I mean, since they started, like they, they obviously, you know, sponsored Steve and I's local club, TVKA, and uh, they sponsored the state championship last year. And they're, you know, they got the bid. We do bids. So it's an open bid platform. Uh, for the Tennessee State sponsor and dugout one again, uh, you know, hook one was kind of the perennial powerhouse. They put up boats and and prize packs and whatever. We just kind of open it up with a dollar value total. Uh, but they've been great. I mean, you know, from from Marietta supporting the Tennessee State Championship. That's they really trying to make their mark in the whole southeast. I think Jamie's definitely made his presence felt with that for sure. Yeah, I guess it helps that hook one doesn't exist anymore. No. That also no, is a no big one, factor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the crazy. competition. You don't have any competition. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Um, and then the other thing was the – you don't have that video yet on the Jackson. You got in that Jackson finally. I don't. Right? I just I, – I mean, I got out of it at like 4 o'clock today. Okay. Uh, well, go right into our sponsors, of course. Dugout sponsoring the Tennessee T- State Trail. Dugout's the presenting sponsor. We appreciate them as always. Go to dugoutfishing.com and – Find what you need for your next tournament. There you go. Glasses are off. There's Ryan. Revos. Those are Revos. Sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the Revos. And indoor you know, activities. You're wearing the Jaspers, right? That's mm-hmm. your go-to? Mm-hmm. All right. I've got, I don't Hometown. have a pair of Jaspers. i got a couple other ones. but they're, they're Hometown really USA. Dylan tried the Jaspers, but his head's too wide, so he had mm. to switch. Okay. And then, of course, Western Sun. We may get into some Western Sun tonight as we get deeper into these topics. So we love Western Sun. Vitae, westernsundistillery.com. And you can use, there's a bottle finder section on there where you can find a retailer near you. And, and now you can maybe even have a little drizzly to have it driven straight to your house like DoorDash. So perfect. And then last but not least, you see this hat I got on. <clears throat> we just put KBN hats up on the website. They're Richardson, Richardson 112 hats uh, with a stitched logo. I don't want to make that slip like I did before we came live, right? Uh, you can get on there and find them along with a bunch of other t-shirts and things like that so go to the kb kayakbassnation.com slash shop and you can find those get a real hat get you a hat yeah it's a good if hat we if we save up enough nickels and dimes we we may do a kbn contingency program How oh about my that? god can you That'd imagine and revo is doing something we still got to work out the details on that but revo is doing a contingency program of some sort so stick around for the details on that uh, and that's the biggest measure of like you know Everybody wants to come. That sounds like a dog. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to come in on the popularity of kayak fishing and kind of capitalize on the marketing opportunities. But the companies that actually step up and and put out and invest in the in the sport, that's what grows the whole deal. Like these contingency programs, the bonus money, dugout sponsoring a tournament series, you know, in the next state over. It's that kind of stuff. Like that's that's what reflects, you know, that they care about what we're doing. So. You know, pay attention to these companies that are, are putting something out there for you. That's it. Jump in with the companies that support our sport. We love it. That's it, man. Let's get uh, day two Dylan in here on day three. Day I guess two it would be. Yeah. All right. Hang on just a second. Let me get this thing swept, swapped around. There he is. There's the kid. What's going on, y'all? That's quite a name you got on your uh, tag there, buddy. Hey. Young billionaire. I'm, 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 I'm running. Oh. I'll change my Instagram name and everything. That's that's a Did thing. You? It's kind of you that was a, I didn't. It was an it's an accidental. It was an accidental introduction that I made uh, to some of my Nashville friends. <laughs> Called him Young Billionaire, and it's uh, it's stuck in his heart and soul. So here we have him, and now he's cashing all kinds of checks. So See, new nickname, new me. It worked. That's all we needed. Have you been paid yet, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. Yet. Did I you figure out how to file the tax information? Yes, I did that at work. Check. Good. So that's step work. one. Appreciate- <laughs> that's step one. Now we wait. Yeah, good stuff. All right, man. 
Well, yeah, that was fun watching you. Typically, uh, you know, Ryan and I may not necessarily have all eyes on the KBF events, but we had all eyes on this one uh, because you were in it, and we were pulling for you along with a few other friends of ours in the event. So we were so pumped to see you take take the title, man. Appreciate it. That was the most fun but boring tournament I've ever fished in my life. <laughs> that is such a slow, just, oh, man. It, it was great. It was great. Don't get me wrong. It was great. But I don't think I've ever spent that much time in between fish. Ever. <laughs> I told you. I t- <laughs> there's there's uh there's a very uh limited number, a very limited number of bites, but with the bites that you get, as I said, will be the right bites, but you have to be just stubborn and stupid and sit there and stare at the same thing all day long. Yeah, well, it paid off and I greatly appreciate it because now I finally got the national tournament monkey off my back. Buddy, I hope this helps. If this doesn't fix it, uh, there's not any more I have to give to you, okay? So that's I'm writing this off on my taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there could be a bigger bounce, bounce back after, uh, you know, you were obviously mad and frustrated after you follow, and to have this happen, you know, the next event, unbelievable. How'd that feel to get that kind of turnaround? Well, frustrated wasn't the word for it. Yeah. Uh, that was heartbreaking. Uh, man, I've been trying to get a national tournament on you follow since I started kayak fishing in 2015. And it finally happened. And when I was talking to AJ and Mayor Tibbs about it, the lake was, it, it took 30 pounds to be in the top five. And then, you know, obviously getting this stuff set up takes time. And the Corps of Engineers loves ruining lakes. So, why is it? I mean, let's touch on that for a second. Why is it that you think that the, the Corps of Engineers is even letting that happen to you follow where it's kind of like a Kentucky Lake where the entire economy thrives off of, you know, heads in beds, people coming in for these, these big bass fishing tournaments. Why, you know, why would they do something like that? It doesn't make a ton of sense. What I was told by several different people was the Corps of Engineers excuse is there is a type of grass and you follow that the coots eat and it doesn't mess with the coots, but when the bald eagles eat the coots, it kills the bald eagles. But that doesn't make any sense to me because Eufaula can't be the only place in the world with that type of grass. I mean, Seminole's right below Eufaula, and they don't mess with it. So, And we got a lot of eagles, too. There's a lot of eagles flying around out there. So, But, no, there's been people posting downriver of Eufaula, posting dead fish floating everywhere along the riverbanks. And uh, I've heard from a couple of buddies that the stripers aren't running up in Columbus like they normally do. Like really? It's, yeah, it's, it's rough. That they're just doing everything they can to ruin what was one of the best lakes in the country, in my opinion. Hey, what's up with the strict oh. turtle limit? I keep talking about that every time I bring somebody. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I've never heard of that. There's uh, so many turtles there, I can't even believe it. And they get a strict I didn't limit. know there. I didn't know there was a turtle limit. I thought that was a joke. Is there really a turtle limit? Yeah, there's a, st- a sign saying there was a turtle limit. And then I got accosted for posting the sign saying, how dare I make fun of conservation efforts. So my apologies to that. Who said that? Conservation so, efforts have also done a lot of damage to you, Paula. If that makes any sense, who's taking up for the turtles? Somebody on our page. This was this was during You're the Ufala lying right now. No, no, I swear to God. Before the during the Ufala prefish session, I posted that picture, that turtle sign. I was scolded in the comments, but we got a ninja turtle out here. He didn't get the sarcasm, I guess, but it's all good. I appreciate you sticking up for turtles. Speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Um, anyway, Save the I'm proud of them. I'm still proud of them. <laughs> uh, by the way, our our last podcast uh the the great storytelling of jeremy hughes went viral that junk that junk got shared everywhere young deal posted it up and all over columbus and you follow my buddy sent me a screenshot of the phoenix owners group trying to track down the dude that got his head smashed we still do not have a name or a video yet so please continue to like and share so we can track this gentleman down and congratulate him oh. i want to bring him on the show and interview him don't worry about it. Papa Dave's on the case. It, it will get found out eventually. Okay. Okay. And I saw Jeremy got a special appearance on Ike Live. After, How uh, cool is that? How yeah. cool is that? Coming straight out of the cesspool onto Ike Live. We're, we're building stars out here, Jeff. Building make, stars. Making people famous around here. That's infamous. Or That's both. Yeah. I knew something was going to happen because I, I kept Brian the Carpenter was hot in the comments that night. And I was like, there's something about to take place right here. That's exactly what it was. He's, he's cherry picking. That's all right. That's all right. We'll share. We'll share. Um, let's see. I'm trying to get caught up on the comments. Some people are wanting your WDO hat there, Ryan. Why they coping? Yeah, I'm hey, don't, you have, don't you have a stack of those or is Chase making them? No, Chase sent me one just to oh. tease me. I can't help anyone else out. Um, 
I mean, it, we can talk to the the trademarker of of Wide Dick Open, Jeff, and and throw those on the KBN side. I feel like that's as much a part of KBN as anything is. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Do a little pre-order, maybe two-week pre-order, and have Chase make some more. God. Up. Well, we can't do it like our last pre-order. No, 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 no. I'll put <laughs> it on the website. Be much more organized. <laughs> we'll put it on the website and collect stuff on the front end with addresses, and then on the back end, we'll We're maybe handle it. We're learning. Maybe. Can Maybe. I get we'll the one that says WDS because I was catching those fish wide dick slow. There was nothing open. Oh, wide dick slow? <laughs> yeah. That sounds Dilly. terrible. That sounds absolutely terrible. Let, let's talk about your fishing, man. Sherwood deserves a freaking hat, he says. Okay, I agree. I agree. He does. Sherwood does. You, co- you coming to Broken Bow Sherwood? Sherwoods. Is he coming to the Bow or Chickamauga or either one? We'll see what we can do, Jeffrey. We'll cover the cost, but uh, let, let's get to Dylan's fishing. And uh, Ryan, you, I mean, we're going to get into Dylan's fishing and, and, you know, info sharing and all that stuff later on, but you, you could lead the questions here because obviously you know exactly what Dylan, where he was and what he was doing. I don't even want to lead the questions because I know all the answers to the questions. Yeah. <laughs> I was sworn to secrecy. So if I start going over the limit, hit a button. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Cut me off, take me out. <laughs> Just... I should have put a shock collar on you. Is what I should have done. <laughs> uh, so I guess I mean we went we went to to my buddy's birthday party in Nashville a few weeks ago, and Dylan was like, "Dude, can we please go hit those smallmouth? Please, I want to catch my PB smallmouth." <laughs> and I'm like, "God dang! All right, man, whatever." So that afternoon we run back, we do some smallmouth fishing, and it's not like. I've put eight years into figuring this stuff out. Like it's, this is not like a, you go in blind and just happen to stumble up on this magical bite. Like even for me, like you, it's, it's something that is super specific and it's so painfully slow. You'll break off a lot. You'll get your heart broken a lot. And, and that's, you know, Dylan went out and we did end up catching his PB smallmouth that afternoon, but it took it took losing uh, several over five pounds. I mean, with you know, with both of us in the boat. I mean, it was it was rough. And and then he's like, I think I'm gonna fish this KBF event. And I'm like, well, all right, you know, you know, I mean, generally speaking, you know what to do uh, if you if you want to do that. I think that's the way to win. Like if that works, if you get if you get seven bites, then you've got you've got the winning bag but it takes all day. It takes all day to do it. And you can let Dylan, you feel free to tell us how, <laughs> how that went and how the day started, but it was, uh, it played out just like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it did. It was, uh, it was very slow and I did break off a lot. Uh, I got to call big bite and get some more swim baits. Um, but no, nah, man, uh, I, yeah, I, I can't remember what time I jumped off that seven pounder. I think that was, relatively early in the morning it was like 9 30 or 9 40 because i looked at the call log on my phone as <laughs> a game warden so i live in a small town small town usa the game warden calls me and he's like hey who's this dude in the blue kayak on your juice and i was like that's my buddy dylan he's like dude he just lost a monster <laughs> and i knew i had taken pictures of him losing a big small mouth earlier and i was like He's going to blow it, man. Like there's not, there's not like 20 bites. Like there's only seven or eight. Like if you lose those key bites, you're, you're done. You're done period. Yeah, no, I, I, I did catch that 20 inch smallmouth relatively early in the morning. Um, and then the famous picture of me throwing my hands up in the air after I lost the big one. That was, that was pretty heartbreaking, but I feel like I got on them pretty quick the first day. Um, it kind of had it hit a lull in the afternoon. That was, that was pretty bad, but uh, just that swim bait on the current, man. That was that was the key. That what West generator. Uh, I, I I don't want to go into too much because I I don't want to give it up. But a- answer this: Sherwood's asking why you broke off so much. There's stuff that will break your line. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a Tennessee River. It's it's the river section. Like, there's no secret to that. I mean. It's freaking, you know, big rocks. It's it's trees. It's riprap. It's everything. Like there's there's plenty of plenty of stuff to to scuff up your line and break it off. And I mean, if you you know, if you make the wrong cast, if you let it sit too long, if if one of the fish wrap you up on something, you're in trouble. Like you're in trouble pretty quick. And that's that's one of the things that makes it so hard that a lot of people can't just stumble up on it and figure this kind of thing out because it, you have to be super patient and you may make 
150 casts the same cast to get bit like it's it's like i said monotonous i mean it's a painful a painful deal but what was it like when you you know i mean obviously you caught you had one big one pretty early on day one but you called up i mean you kept kept fishing kept calling you had obviously a couple heartbreaks but you kept on grinding and what did you end up on you know day one i had a 92 inches total on day one um yeah, that uh, I feel like I just didn't get a good hook set on that that seven pound large mouth. I, I normally always set the hook this way to my right, and the way I was positioned, that was not possible. And I was reeling right here, and I didn't have a whole lot of <laughs> room to move my arm, so I kind of leaned into it too. And I feel like that uh, that was the reason I should have I should have popped her again, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, and I'll say like when when you're fishing current like that and and the fish is coming at you with the current you have to make up not only for that fish swimming at you but you have to make up for the current too and and like you were saying dylan what you would have done differently i'll usually do a couple two or three hook sets especially in in heavy current like that just to make absolutely sure that hook gets in because a lot of times it doesn't and if they get to the surface you figure it out real quick because that bait comes right back at you Oh yeah, no, she came up and started thrashing immediately. Yeah, that's you know things I wish I would have done different. You know, congratulations to Siddiqui, but uh sweeping the weekend would have been pretty cool. It would have been cool, but Siddiqui, man, he's got a lot of experience on Gunnersville himself. I mean, Siddiqui's cash checks on Gunnersville, and obviously this year it seems like Siddiqui's just he's on a tear cash and checks himself anyway. So it wasn't really a surprise to see him you know, at the top, in the top three going, going into the end of day one, in my opinion. Hey, look, that's the fish I caught twice. Is that a spot? Is that it? Mm-hmm. It's a spot? Looks like a mean mouth, almost. Yeah. And Is that, brown. I don't know, Ron's expert. Nah, I need some more brown to be a mean mouth. That's, that's a just old, old Kentucky spot there. It's a hefty spot. They so, get, I mean, they get up 20, 21 inches up there. There's some monster monster spots so you said you said you caught that one twice uh tell us that story a little bit yeah so i made my my normal round uh down river and came back up and i caught that fish and you know made a couple casts didn't get bit went back down river and then came back that was i caught it first at 9 30 i believe and then came back at 12 30 and caught it again i didn't even realize it like i, I was you know, trying to make as many casts and catch as many fish as possible, trying to call up and move up the leaderboard. But uh, they didn't notice it until the next day after day two was over. And I get a call and like awards had already been handed out. Like I've got the third place trophy and check in my truck and made a post about it and all that stuff. And then I get a call after day two when I come back to your house to to drop some stuff off uh amanda brandon calls and says hey uh did did you mean to submit the same fish twice and yesterday I, uh, yeah i was like what fish did I, submit twice? I, said, I, I didn't i know i didn't submit a fish twice today and she said no 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 yesterday for the pro series i was like i don't think so and i went to look through my fish and i was like i i this was on me i looked at two completely different pictures and i said no one of those is a spot and the other one's a largemouth because i had a 17 and three quarter inch largemouth and she was like no and she said let me send you i don't think you're looking at it right so she sent me the pictures and the daylight is completely different the pictures my sleeves up and one of them is down in the other and i was like i went through my pictures again and i was like oh yeah i guess i did submit it twice and i've never ever caught the same fish twice in my life so i, I kind of thought it was pretty cool kind of was it for sure the same one do you oh, concur no, with yeah you can when you pull it up on the pictures it has the same little injury right behind the gill plate um and the same markings, the exact same markings on the tail and everything. It was for sure the same fish. And I mean, in especially like spawn time, it's not uncommon to to catch. Like I had the same deal happen in a KBF 2019. I caught a largemouth that was garden fry. I think garden fry. It was in a, I say garden fry. It was post spawn and it was in pad stems. I catch it at like, we'll say nine o'clock. And then I go, you know, make a big loop, come back 1130, catch, catch another fish, 18 and a quarter, submit it. Well, at like 730 PM that night, I get a notification. That it's the same fish. 
like like the, the same deal you know and you you may go through a million other 18 inch fish throughout the day but if you don't take pictures of these and this is why you know teachable moment i tell people to always take pictures like even if you're catching fish that are close to your smallest cull take a picture even one single picture because you may need that to save yourself a spot or two you know on the on the check roster there in case something happens because I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm, if I'm catching fish in a tournament, I catch a fish, I take the picture, boom, I'm right back at it. I'm not, I don't go through my own stringer. I, I assume that the judges are going through my stringer. And when I get a verification, then that's correct and good. I think that might be another question to bring up as far as judging goes. Like when you get the check mark, when you get the okay, what does that mean? Yeah. What, what, are, what are you okayed on? Are you okay that that fish is good? for that single fish judging or did they judge, did they judge your stringer, especially when you're getting a check and there's pictures and interviews and your sponsors are sharing a post. Like it's embarrassing to go back and be like, wait a minute, I'm sorry. You know, they judge my fish the next day and now there's an issue. So I don't know where the line is on that. Let me give you my opinion from a, from a former judge that's judged a lot of fish. You've judged a lot of fish too, Ryan, uh, especially in the JT event, but the, uh, there's no excuse for it. There's absolutely no excuse for it. We do, we're not playing football, baseball, any live action sport where you're making on the fly judgment calls. In these events, you know, outside of the local events where you got volunteers and they're cramming all their pictures into the afternoon, stuff's going to happen. But these are paid judges in high dollar events. There is zero excuse for the well. You know, sometimes we make mistakes. Stuff that happens over and over. There's no way, no freaking way, should that be happening when. It's obvious if there's two fish of the same length, a paid professional judge that apparently is a contracted company to look at these fish should automatically compare two fish of the same length. And and I could be wrong. And, you know, my memory is not the best. Is there, isn't there something on Tourney X that flags fish within like a quarter inch or something like for yes. the judge to go back through and acknowledge? And it may not be on Fish Chaos. I don't yeah, know I don't if it know. is or not, but that was one of the you know, kind of safety features there to ensure stuff like this doesn't happen, that the judge has to go back through and be like, okay, check, that's not the same fish. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty good safety mechanism just so crazy stuff like this doesn't happen in tournaments. Well, I yeah. mean, that's the simplest thing you can do is just, if you're going to pay out, hand out a check like to Dylan here, a third place check, go back and look at his stringer before you give him the check, not the next day. Yeah. So why are you doing it the next day? She said it got past both of her judges on day one, and she didn't catch it until she was verifying my both of my bags for the pro series. Right. What? Why were they doing it for that, and not for day one? That's the part that I don't understand. You know, and and I'm not just pointing them out in particular because this happens in other series too. But you know, KBF had kind of a history of this before, and it was some of the same judges who now have their own company contracted by KBF and making the same mistakes, which is probably not a coincidence, but. That is something that should be cleaned up easily. Well, wasn't there think. some big controversial post the other day about open mouth, closed mouth, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, same too? Deal. I mean, mouth was closed. Well, and again, like there, you know, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of standard that's set into place. We can't just have, you know. And I know we we gave Drew we gave Drew a little shit for for is what was it the union the anglers union or whatever but if you could get everybody all three big organizations on the same page as far as just standardization hand placement mouth open mouth close just so everybody has some kind of idea on this and i know duplicate fish that is that's not anything subjective at all that is just you judging the things on time but the little nuances, if everybody gets on the same page on that, that's going to save a lot of headache and a lot of backtracking as far as having to eat crow and be like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. We we kind of we whiffed on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we've been at this a while now with the electronic or catch photo release and out from SD cards and doing these apps. So that this these kind of things, you know, poor judging should be a thing of the past on the on the big money you know, big money events. That should be a thing of the past. I mean, we keep saying we're working and changing and getting better. Like let's, I'll, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's take it, take it to the top. I think, I think that's a big, a big piece of the, the puzzle there. Yeah. I stand with iCatch. When you go back to that with the automatic measurement, I'm just <laughs> Shut kidding. Shut up. Just get kidding. out of here. Get out anyway. of here. 
So back to you, Dill. So on day two, <laughs> we got past day one, <laughs> boo-boo on the stringer. Day two, how did things start off? Clearly, like, I was in town for day one. I ate my biscuit, went over and sat in some bushes like I was a ghillie sniper and, and tried to watch him catch a big fish. I failed at that. Day two, I couldn't I couldn't even observe. I, I couldn't really watch the app. I was at my daughter's uh, regional finals volleyball tournament. Uh, so I, I'll text Dylan. I'm like, you know, you doing okay? Like, what do you got? And I just get a picture of this freaking mule first thing. And I was like, well, that's, uh, okay. Seems, seems like a solid start there. How did that happen? Number one. So I get over to my spot and they're not generating with the West generator. It's on the East generator. So it's not pushing the current the way I needed it to. And I was kind of bummed out. You know, I made a couple casts, nothing. So I go down, I start to go down river and I hear the siren. And I was like, huh, I know what that means. There's a barge coming through. So I whipped around and went back up there and they started pumping out the lock. Fired my swim bait up there. May turn the handle about three times and that one hit. And I made sure I got a good hook set on that one. <laughs> I put everything I had from my toes all the way up to my shoulders in that hook set. Man, it was it was good that uh that seven four matrix did the trick that time but uh I, did, I did you think you were leading so you were leading big bass right after day one all weekend i yeah i led big bass so what did you think when you caught that one <laughs> like you you oh, got it locked sure. up it's over like, with well, okay so i actually tied with christine for big bass with that 20 and three quarter inch smallmouth, but i caught it first and i i'm assuming that's what they use for the tiebreaker um no clue yeah me either Oh, I wanted it. it. Don't matter. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we and me and Christine were picking on each other about that, and then I catch that one. I'm like, oh, I got big. You know, not not a lot of bigs have been weighed in yesterday. I said I got it for sure. And then a couple hours later, somebody submits a 22 and a quarter. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I check <laughs> the scoreboard and I look at it. And I'm like, wait, I'm still in first. So obviously, I caught this one first again. So that was pretty pretty interesting. But uh, no, I didn't give that fish time to jump, thrash, nothing. I set the hook and started winding, and that's that's the biggest fish I've ever had skiing across the top of water to my kayak. I was not about to have a repeat losing two key fish again. And you thought you had big bass. You you had a pretty commanding lead. There Mm -hmm. was another angler in the tournament that might have played a little joke on you uh, toward the end of the day. What what happened there? Normally, stuff like that does not bother me. I'm usually pretty chill on the water. It would be exceptional. Lake Pickwick last year, I, I had a meltdown. Um, Todd Patrick texts me. He's like, man, you're doing so good. Um, Siddiqui just made a good big move, though. Good luck with a little smiley face. And I was like, what do you mean a big move? Did he just, like, move ramps? Did he just I said, Did he catch a big one? And he said, yeah, 24 and a quarter. I was like, oh, Wow. <laughs> Okay. He said, yeah, it was an eight inch coal. So I look at the scoreboard and did the math. I was like, mm, I'm not in the lead anymore. And I, I started kind of panicking a little bit and like casting a little faster, reeling a little faster. I'm like, man, man, uh, what do I do? And about 30 minutes goes by and Todd Patrick messaged me. He's like, Hey man, I'm just letting you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was sweating bullets, man. That was a good one. That was, that was a good one. He got me on that one. Todd texts me the same thing, like almost to kind of cover his tracks, I guess. And I was like looking at looking at fish chaos, and I was like, he ain't got no, he ain't got yeah, a twenty four on the board. <laughs> he was telling me he's like he caught a twenty four and a quarter, but he's waiting on it to upload. So every, I swear, every two minutes, I'm checking the upload. <laughs> that that's why you just turn your phone off, put that shit on airplane mode. Don't want, don't let nobody mess with you. But yeah, no. To continue on about day two, you know, there was no current in my spot whatsoever so i had to sit there I, i'd get on a flurry i'd catch two or three fish every time they pump the barge out but i waited hours between casting for a for a while for most part of the day i'd eventually go down the river and fish a little bit of stuff every now and then but it was so boring like i'd just sit there and i'd tie on different stuff and throw it to see if it would work and nothing absolutely nothing but, let me ask you about that area, and I guess you both comment on it because you know it well, Ryan. Um, I'm, I'm looking like, at every, I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at everybody's everybody's limits, and it's Gunnersville, of course. So it's largemouth, 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 largemouth. Everybody, and then Dillionaire, 
you got big small mouth, big large mouth, big spot. Uh, why, in in particular, are are there not only all three species up there, but big ones? What what's the deal there? There, uh, there's so much bait on the upper end of the lake. Uh, that's that's one of the key things. But and I've gotten a million messages like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's just the dam bite or whatever. There's a dozen people that went up there and pre-fished the dam. And one of my buddies that he fishes it quite a bit uh, out of a bass boat, he called and he's like, dude, why are all these kayakers up here? I said, there's a, there's a tournament this weekend. They're just pre-fishing. He's like, why are they on dead water? And I was like, I don't know, man. They're, they're trying to put that puzzle together. Like, it's it's such a specific deal again it's super current related but it's not a limited thing it's not one it's not one place necessarily like there's a there was a kid out of knoxville he was going to fish the bfl right and he wasn't on anything so i told him where to go i was like this is good for giant smallmouth it's only good for a couple bites i know that i know that it is i'm not i'm not lying to the guy you know i'm not bullshitting him like wait till there has to number one there's got to be current if you're trying to fish the river section of any tva lake there has to be current this is word of advice to anybody that ever wants to fish a river there's got to be current because those fish are completely current dependent if there's not current there's not bait blowing by and those fish don't have to position anywhere so they can be scattered all over flats they can be out in the middle of the river there's nothing to make them position but when there is current, they're very, very predictable. They're not predictable all up and down the river, but the spots that really draw them in where they can really ambush bait, they're super predictable there. And I sent the kid down there. He jumps off a five-pound smallmouth, catches two five-pound smallmouth, and I told him there would not be enough fish there to catch a limit. I told him that, and I'm, you know, told him some places, some spawning, kind of pre-spawn, spawning areas to go check. He didn't. He sat there and he only weighed in two massive smallmouth in the BFL. Broke my heart. But the point is, there's miles of these rivers that are that are like that. But you have to you have to spend the time to dial them in. Uh, there's me, Jody Campbell, Garrett Campbell, in our club, and and we've cash checks in the in the Gunnersville tournaments for years now. We've really spent a lot of time dialing this stuff in. And it's, it is, you know, such a specific thing, but once you get it in this, this time of the year specifically, because there are all three species, right? You can, you can say, I'm going to get a consistent limit of 17 to 19 inch spots and smallmouth, and I'm going to have a 21 or 22 inch largemouth kicker. That's, that's a fact. And that's every day. So once you figure that part out, you have to go to different areas to get them. They're not just all like hanging out together, swimming around. But once you figure that part out, I mean, there's not a reason to to try to do anything else. But you can literally go up there and spend two weeks and skunk every day if, if you if you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah, you know, we talked about this before and we're going to get into, you know, getting info for tournaments and things like that. But regardless of, you know, Dylan, obviously, you know, Ryan was able to set you up on a nice area. You still had to go out and catch them. You know what I mean? You still had to go out and catch. I mean, really, uh, other people were up there snooping around, like Ryan said, and they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't find them, but he got you in the right area, and then you still executed and caught the fish, and it sounded like you could have made a push for uh, 200 inches if you put everything in the boat. Is that right? Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I was uh, I was pretty bent out of shape about that after the first day, but it is what it is. That's fishing. You ain't going to get them all to the boat every time. I was been out of shape about it. I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was upset. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't try to put you on. I wasn't like, Hey Dylan, I'll put you on third place fish. Like mm -hmm. that wasn't, that was not the mission. Like if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to let you in on the, the family secret, you're going to, you better catch everyone. <laughs> like I want to see you wreck them. And that's what, that's what was so heartbreaking about it was if I'd have had either one of those two fish out of blue day one away too. That's part of it though. Yeah, it is. Two-day tourneys are tough, you know. Yeah. Brett Conrad. Yeah, I'm just figuring that out. <laughs> but you flipped it on its head, dude. You had a better day two than day one. So that's yeah. that's the yeah. new thing for Dylan. I'm Jimmy excited. Jimmy Talley in, in the comments, it's been kept secret. And it's going to stay kept secret, Jimmy. We can just look at each other and smile while we watch all these fools get out of here and skunk. 
That's it. <laughs> it's going to stay kept secret. If it's not, we'll hunt Dylan down. I know where he lives. Yeah. Jesse <laughs> yeah. said something in the comments, man. He said, go easy on the kid. He's still new to the smallmouth game. Did you, what did you learn during this event trying to, to fish that area and, and land those fish? Did you, obviously you had to learn something from, you know, losing them and then figuring out how to land them. Man, those whatever. smallmouth go nuts as soon as you set the hook in them. And that's, there's no keeping them down. Uh, it's, you know, you can kind of play a large mouth a little bit, but those smallmouth are going to do what they want. Um, I did loosen my drag just a little bit. Um, I don't know if that might have helped day two. Um, but, man, that's I, – I don't think there's really anything you can do. They're just going to do do what they do, and it's luck of the draw if you get them to the boat or not. Obviously, Ryan's got a lot more figured out than I do. but They're old fish, though. Like, you're catching, you know, 15, 16, 17, maybe 20-year-old fish. Like, they've – They've seen a thing or two. This isn't. This is not their first rodeo. Like, if you think they don't know how to <laughs> how to get off a hook, you're crazy. I mean, they're they're big, aggressive, strong river fish, and it, it just happens to be a time of the year where they're a little bit more vulnerable. But they're still, you know, just as mean as they were. I mean, they they don't they don't let up. And that's one of the hardest things is is, is just figuring out how to how to get them in for sure. Joe oh, yeah. Kirk's in the comments. Joe Kirk figured that stuff out up uh, up below Watts Bar as well. You know, same deal. Uh, it's 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 all luck, but it's it's a lot of work just just learning how to get them in the boat. Oh yeah, my dad said the same thing. You know, I was a little upset talking to him on the phone, and he said, "Man, that they didn't get to be five and seven pounds by being stupid." So that's right. Yeah, they mean. Um, well, what's this mean to you, man? I know you said you're trying to get the national tournament monkey off your back. Uh, you got it off your back in a big way. Uh, all kinds of checks and metal back there behind you. So what, what's this mean to you going forward? Big confidence? Boost, oh, yeah. Momentum? Huge what's it going to do for you? Boost. Just knowing that, uh, well, now first I got to be able to pre-fish and find my own spots that will hold two days worth of fish. So we're going to give me the, might give me the nickname can't pre-fish, Dylan. Um, <laughs> I got to stop burning the swim jig everywhere I go. But, hey, uh, I've been t- I've been telling you that boy. Hey, you you gonna shift it up? You are gonna shift it up? I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'll uh I'll definitely add some more stuff to my arsenal after this one. But I it was a huge confidence boost, man. Like I've I thanked Ryan probably a thousand times. Just you ain't gotta thank me. I wouldn't do nothing with him. That was my that was my <laughs> off weekend. I hit them. I hit them uh, through the week. I like to go out. I try to get out on them two or three days a week. Just let them know I'm still around, and you know, I, I love them. I pet them. I kiss them. <laughs> take a couple pictures with them. <laughs> tell them thank you. Put them right back in. But uh, uh, you did great, man. I, I was, I was. I feel like I was more nervous than you were. I don't know why. Like you didn't really seem that shook about it at all. And I'm like sitting on pins and needles. I'm like, is this dude gonna catch them? Like. I know they're here. I've talked all this shit. Like, <laughs> he's got to win this thing. He's got to. Got to win this thing. Yeah, no, with the exception of Pickwick last year, and that's just because I had so much bad luck all throughout last year. I, I'm i normally extremely calm on the water when I miss it. Like, when I missed that seven-pounder, I didn't get all bent out of shape. I just slid my swim bait back up on the hook, made another cast, didn't say another word. Smallmouth, on the other hand, that was a that was a different story. Yo, you If that was a video, you'd have had to edit it um, I, well, it couldn't be a video because after I saw it, I turned around and walked back through the bushes and got in the car and left. I, was like, I, <laughs> I, I called his daddy and I was like, Pop, I said, I don't know if he's going to do it on this one or not, but he's about to break my damn heart. I said, I thought I, I thought I was about to get the hero shot of him netting this monster smallmouth. And all I saw was lure go flying and hands go up. And I was like, oh, no, that ain't that ain't the one. Guess is on here. size for that one, Dylan. How big was it? It was over 21. It was huge. It, it's the biggest smallmouth I've ever seen in person. And I know that's I, I, lo- I love fishing tails. I love fishing tails. I do. I do. I will tell you that there's been there's been five smallmouth over 22 inches caught off that one particular spot. Off that that's why I went and sat on that spot. And I was like if he gets to this point, something something magic's about to happen. Because me and my buddy that that fishes out of the bass boat, we've caught, 
I mean, some giants there this year. And I was like, if he gets to this spot, like something, something good's going to happen. And when I saw him set the hook, I, mean, I was grinning from ear to ear. I was just holding down the the rapid fire on the camera. I'm like, this is going to be it right here. We're about to make National Geographic. <laughs> and if, did you post? Did you post all three pictures, Ryan? I did. Yeah, from the, from the, hook, set the hook to the swing around. Oh, when I set the hook, the tip of my rod was at the butt of my rod. Like it was insane. Couldn't move over. Like it's, it's not saying a whole lot because I haven't been to a whole lot of smallmouth fisheries, but it was the biggest smallmouth I've ever seen in person. Yeah, and there's been a lot of discussion about the uh, the difference in those northern strains and the Tennessee River strains and, and the fight and how they grow and different things. I mean, I've caught like I, I haven't been to one of the Great Lakes, and that's my fault. My goal, if if they'll have me, I want to go. I want to go smallie fish with uh, Rich Offner and Tim Percy. And get on some of the Great Lakes smallmouth, but up on the Susky Man, like those river fish, they're built different. They're shorter and stockier. They're thick. They're thick fish. But these smallmouth that we got on the Tennessee River, like they live. They're not lake smallmouth. They live in current every day. That's how they survive. That's how they feed. The biggest that I've seen photographs of is eight and a half pounds out of there. I, the biggest I've caught is seven out of there. Like I know there are absolute tanks. And like Dylan said, man, when you set the hook, there's nothing. You're along for the ride. There's nothing you can do with them. Kenzo broke off a six pounder two and a half weeks ago. Like there, uh, you can't. I can't be. I was upset. I can't be mad at her because I couldn't do anything with it either. I mean, they do what they want to do. If they want to wrap you under the boat, you either jump out and swim with them, or they break off. Like that's what happens. There, there's not a an option, unfortunately, on them. Yeah. Well. Dylan, we couldn't be happier for you, man, pulling off the win here. Um, we're hoping this carries over into a TOC berth for you because you get momentum in the in the BOS series as well. So that's what's that's what's going to happen next. Uh, but what we wanted to do off the back end or piggybacking on the back end of talking about your win was get into a little bit of info sharing and, and how that affects events. Obviously, it had a big effect on this event. You still had to catch all the fish, but um, – how many over under Ryan? A dozen or more people in your DMs because everybody sees your Instagram and Facebook. They know you're catching them on on you know Gunnersville and those are your pets. How many folks reached out for info? In those, uh, in those I mean a, a dozen, a dozen or more. Yeah, I mean between between Instagram comments and and, and DMs and then in person <laughs> interactions, like there was a lot being you know kind of dropping hints and being said about it, but. I, and I love for people to catch fish. Like if you're in a tournament and you're in my backyard, I want you to catch fish. I, I may give you a C spot or a D spot or whatever, but like I, I said in, in the post I made earlier today, I can count on one hand how many people I would trust with the juice. You know, like if you if if you aren't literally family to me, then I'm not, I don't care who you are. I'm not. And, and I, honestly, some of my family members, I wouldn't tell the juice because that's, I mean, it's again, it's something that's taken a long time and so much work. Like that's the stuff you got to be careful giving out. But the, the thing that I, I think the point that we're they're heading toward here, how often does this happen? And I feel like it happens in, in uh, every tournament, every other tournament. I mean, like I know, like obviously know a lot of people that are fishing this stuff. Like it goes on. Like there's, there's always a local hand. There's a guy that came up to me at the classic at the cigar booth when I was working. Hey, where's your next tournament? Santee Cooper. Oh, hell you need to go. Like always people want to feel like, and, and I did too. In this case, I want to feel like my spot's the best spot. I want to feel like for myself that I know more than everybody else that's fishing this tournament. So I feel like there's a pride aspect, and that's why people share stuff like this. But I definitely think in these major tournaments, it's it's I don't want to say a problem, but an occurrence. And I feel like it's it's probably something that needs to be looked at. And I hope this brings some attention to it. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, where do you is there a line to draw on? Obviously, you and Dylan are good friends travel together a lot for these big tournaments so sharing info in that respect is no big deal i mean that happens all the time but is there a line to be drawn on paying for it fishing with guides staying with guides i, I, I don't, don't know i mean where where 
where is it when is it okay at what point is it okay so now like with guides for instance it's what a 30 day is a 30 day rule now for most trails mm -hmm. overall right so, so you can't give somebody money for it you can still ride in a boat with them for free or they're your friend and you ride in the boat with them and they show you what the juice is you know the week before the tournament I think I think at some point, as this gets bigger and bigger, I mean, we're paying out ten grand now a tournament. If honestly, if Dylan would have landed one of those two fish, he would have had ten grand. Period in this tournament, if you add it all together, I mean, between dugout money and and big bass and everything else, like that would have been over ten grand. Like, at what point is it enough money to be serious? The BFL down there paid out what? Uh, 4,500, five grand, something like that. I mean, half what the total pot was for a kayak derby. When do we take it serious? I don't know. I don't know what that, what that hash mark is, but I think you have to, you have to kind of figure out that this thing is going on and it is a problem and you probably need to look at it and address it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and now it's not just guides, but you can go, you know, fish the moment. Uh, Matt Steph and Randy Blockett, uh, Johnny Schultz, those guys, you can go to their website and buy a, buy a map of Gunnersville with waypoints on it. And there's other websites similar to that. There's even apps now where you can input different things into the app and it'll tell you where to go and what to do. Uh, so I don't know where the line is to be drawn as far as collecting it digitally or collecting it from people. But uh, at some point, you know, with all the technology and all the information available, I don't know. It, it starts becoming about who you know and rather than what you can catch uh, at a point. In but it could opinion. it could just as easily be in person, you know. Yeah. Team fishing 101 where you got 8 or 10 people and they go in and break down a lake and and figure out what the bite is and which section's better than the other or whatever. I mean, I, I think it's there there are things that as we grow as a sport that the pros have probably already figured out a lot of it, but I think we're going to have to implement some of those things like information rules, like off limits periods, official pre-fishing, like there, there's gotta be a time where it, our rules catch up to our payouts, I guess. I think, and, I think off limits rules may have more of an impact than info rules because for sure, you know, there's, there's a handful of folks that just get a little more time and it doesn't always mean the winner. It doesn't always mean the winner. I mean, we've heard story after story on this podcast about the dude that rolled in on Friday with a paddle kayak and won Mm -hmm. on Darnell or whatever, you know, Drew had never been to grand and shows up a few days and figures it out, but cash and checks consistently and you're getting info all the time. It certainly, certainly helps. So. And I'm, you know, I'm glad this is going to be used an example because I, everybody that knows me knows I've been arguing for an off a 30 day off limits period, no information from an outsider paid or free in that off limits period and a polygraph at every event. There, there is. We're fishing for way too much money at every single event for there not to be a polygraph at every single one of them. And polygraphs aren't that expensive. I know people that do it. It's like you can't. There's no way around that. It's not that expensive. It's not. And how much influence? Because your dad did kind of raise you up in the in the big boat world. You know, with him fishing these big trails and and big tournaments. How much influence does that have on your views on how serious things should be taken based on how the actual real bass boat tournaments are? Oh, a lot. I mean, there's going to be obvious differences in a kayak tournament than a bass boat tournament. But if you want to consider yourself a pro level event, you have to model yourself after the already existing pro level events that are working. I mean, there's money makes people do things that you wouldn't think they would normally do. And I don't care who you are, if they're your buddy, if they're not, I don't know, man, people do. I mean, we've seen examples of that, like <laughs> board, board cutting, tail cutting, board bending. Like we've seen just numerous examples of how to cheat, like drawing Sharpie dots on fish. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of all the the highlights of the sport that we've got so far, but I don't think there's a PFD, limit. Whatever, there's all kinds of things. You can do. So. Uh, I think that's something. A, a lot of the rules that aren't in place are or is a big reason that a lot of people that I know that fish bass boat tournaments will never fish a kayak tournament. My dad being one of them, and I hate that because I would love for my dad to travel with us. It would be a great time. What, but, what specifically is he worried about? What what rules? 
your one or two rules is he really say like I'm not fishing because of that. What what's the biggest ones? Polygraph's the biggest one. That's you know that's where I get that from. And and he's right. We're fishing for too much money for there not to be a polygraph. Um, the information rule is a big one for him. Uh, we, What's man, strange is I, I won a KBS event back in the day, Ryan, back in mm -hmm. the day, and they polygraphed then. So what happened? How did we get away from that? Let's things get bigger. Um, I, so one of the tricky things about polygraphs is if somebody fails one, then what do you do? Is there a punishment? Is it like, you know, the admissibility of a polygraph in court is, is always a big question mark. You know, like if somebody fails a poly, then what do you do from there? Do you investigate further? Uh, do you <laughs> try to hammer a confession out of them? Like, how does it progress past that? Or if they fail a poly, do you just DQ them, period? Do you write that in the bylaws of your tournament series? If you fail a polygraph, there's no chance to bullshit around it. You're gone. You failed it. it. Good night. My my dad told me a story. He had to take a poly. The first time he ever had to take a polygraph, he was so nervous. He failed it twice. And the dude, not failed it, but got an inconsistent because he was so jittery. Yeah. And the, guy, the polygraph man told him, said, look, if you don't pass this 100% on the third try, you're just like, we have to disqualify you, whether you did it or not. I mean. That's the thing. You can do you can do a traditional polygraph. You can do voice stress analysis. There's a couple different ways to confirm or double check those things. Um, you know, and if anything, it'd be a huge deterrent. If people know they're going to have to face that, it's going to eliminate 90% of the people trying to cheat, I would think. I think I think just knowing it's there is the biggest thing. At least act like you're trying. Act like you're trying to discourage shady stuff from happening. Like you can't just pretend that everybody's good and everything's great and and go on about your way. Like we've we've seen it too many times to be honest with you. We've seen too many instances where people are living in this gray area and it it's not addressed at all. Like I think as a sport overall, we have to step up and, and shed some light on that gray area to where you're either right or you're wrong or don't, don't fish the stuff anymore. Yeah. Either. I think you even do it. Uh, you obviously polygraph the check cashers, top five, whatever you're going to do, but pick somebody random out of the field and do it to them too. And top, it make, you know what I mean? To random. Yeah. Top so you know random in the check. Yeah. So that way, you know, uh, the thing is, it's not just a flawed test or whatever. Uh, Troy Haney said running GoPro. That'd be the ultimate way. I know that's what I think Bass requires you to run a GoPro in the elites. Um, we're not, you know, we're not there yet. I don't know how we don't have the manpower to manage that footage and even review it unless Steve Fields wants to do it. He's in the comments. You can do it, Steve. Steve would love to. Steve loves the, the, the random footage. I feel like when you forget to put your hat over the camera. Yeah. But, but my thing with kayak fishing is, is you hear it all the time. Oh, oh no! I know him. They they never do something like that. Well, He's they have. Guy. We all we have all seen them do it, but nothing's been done about it. Yeah. Well, I say nothing's been done. No rule has been put into no polygraph, no rule, no nothing. It just keeps getting let go, and that's my issue with it. That's everyone I know that grew up fishing bass boat tournaments' issue with it, and you know. Can't really say a whole lot because Hobie's been selling out every tournament this year, except for Winnipesaukee because the Northeast people don't show up to their own tournaments, just like California boys. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know if they're gonna if they're waiting on somebody to sure enough get caught, like on camera. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take. But apparently, I'm not gonna go there. I haven't had enough tequila. Well, Take another shot smart. and go there. Please. Oh, you saw Jeremy. Smart. He cut loose. You can cut loose too, it's man. It's probably it's smart. No. Uh, I think, I think, I hope that it's a matter of time. You know, if we're, if we're paying out 10 grand an event, I think that's enough money to justify making it legit. You know, yeah. don't, right, don't. If not the team tournament that we fished on Sinclair polygraphs. Yeah. And if not polygraph something, Maybe it's the app companies come up with another security measure or something, something else to add security. To this, well, right now, I mean, this is another great thing to bring up while we're talking about 
shit that probably should have been fixed four or five years ago. These apps don't have access to your location where you catch a fish or where you take a picture. They have access to where you upload the fish from. So that leaves this huge door open to where people could go, literally could go catch fish on a completely separate body of water and then upload their fish from the tournament body of water. And we don't have an app that can distinguish where that fish is caught because they don't have access through the carriers. So there actually is one, Ryan, I think. Oh, there is? Which is, if the, the, didn't the Topwater Boys say they force the picture through the app's camera? So that's if the, if the picture's taken in the app. Tourney X right. can do that. I'm pretty sure Fish Chaos can do that if the picture's taken through the app. Right. But that's the only way they can get that data because the carriers won't give these apps access to the data without you saying, okay. Maybe that's the next step is all these apps upgrading the in, in-app in camera capability where you can take multiple pictures and then upload one or whatever. Uh, well, I'm not too keen on the whole technology side of it, and I feel like, in my mind, it would probably drain your battery. But it would make sense to me is when you check in on Tourney X or Fish and Chaos, it tracked you all day, all day, nonstop. I'd like that. I'd like a live. Yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't like that. That would be terrible. Uh, but but for the tournament directors, you know, to be able to to not just see your fish upload or catch location, but just to randomly check in on where Dylan is, you know what I mean? The tournament director, not everybody in the field. But we need to do a shotgun launch for Steve Fields just just once. <laughs> just Shut once. up. <laughs> I would rather do it at the TOC than anywhere else. I don't want to do a shotgun launch with. 300 people and i th- here's another great great point now that we're on this 200's enough if you haven't fished <laughs> one of these sold out hobie events with 40 people at your ramp 200 is enough the people talking about raising the raising the limit no do not raise the limit the 200 is plenty if anything i'll take less i'm cool with with getting under that 10 grand payout like it's that's enough we, yeah, we hit no, the market. your arms like the rest of us there's no excuse <laughs> more than enough i've done it at work i've done it i've woken i work night shift well used to work night shift i've woken up from sleep for my alarm to register for a hobie series susky susky to be specific and then went right back to sleep there there, i mean there's no i don't know i'm ranting but i say we keep it we keep 200 200 is the max because even even with 200 even on a big body of water 200 is crowded keep it at the 200 cap no refunds unless you sell your own spot to somebody else. That's the only like way that. you get. That's the only way you get out. You should be able to sell Put your own my spot. Name. Put my name on that. That's all you <laughs> so can do. There's a huge wait list spot. for Chickamauga. I'll take bids right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chick is going to show out. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you on that one. I'm not giving any spots away on Chick either. That's mine. I'm coming for that one. All right. Don't Come tweet on, me. Don't at me. Hey, we're podcast partners. What the hell? I don't get the inside scoop on anything. Daniel Morris, what kind of price is you getting on polygraph yeah, no, tests, boy? No, no, somebody no, no. gouging the hell out of you. Whoa. You get one for one fifty, two hundred, man. I got an old yeah. dude. I got an old dude. You slip him four hundred bucks, he'll do as many as you want. Yeah, I was about to say. I know a guy in Milledgeville that would probably sign up to be the Hobie Series polygraph man if they uh, if they paid him to do it. Man, we'll just, we'll just get a guy. We'll just get a we'll get, get an old guy. Yeah, we'll get an old guy that can judge people real good and just get him to look him in the eye. That's all hey, we'll do. And I promise you, he can pull it out of you. He, uh, he's good. He's good. He, I'm pretty sure he used to torture people or something. I mean, we've talked about this though. Just get one of the sponsors. Get get a sponsor to literally just sponsor the polygraph test. Put whatever cool little catchphrase they've got for their product on it, and and that is covering all the polygraph tests for the year. But also, they get the exposure if there's a cheater because that's going to go. That feels like a golden opportunity for like a law firm or something to sponsor that. Or KBN. Yeah, there you go. The I've BNJ. got. We've got what? We got probably sixty bucks between us. We can probably yeah. we can cover half a half KBN. We'll start. We'll start randomly polygraphing people on our own. Just pull them off. The, <laughs> just them just off for the shits and giggles. But we do it at like at the bar on Friday yeah. night, like just to ask them if they're thinking about cheating. You imagine? Let's do that, Ryan. That'd be awesome. Francis you, Tran couldn't pass it if he had to. He couldn't pass a TCAP test. We'll have to do it on day one. I'll be gone by day two. But ah, that's true. That's I forgot. I forgot we're we're two day tournaments out here. Jeff. Yeah, I've taken Dylan. Jeff's still on the single <laughs> day one. Jeff, I'm half day. You Jeff. ain't gonna that's see me. his ass on day two. 
No. Hey, we're about to have three, three, three BOS in a row. I'm about to get on a run. Don't worry about it. Two days in a row for all of them. I'll be there. Broken bow. Broken bow. You cashing a check? I'm cashing a check, baby. It's happening. Broken bow here first. Dylan, broken bow. You cashing a check? I'm cashing something. It might not be a check. All right. All right. I'm writing a check. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cashing a good time. That's what I'm I'm cashing. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But uh, I know we're probably getting towards the end here. Um, I'm cutting you off. You got something else to say or share? Just wanted to thank my sponsors, man. Yeah, Uh, do it. Big Bite has done a lot for me. Um, And this was it. This is what did it. That is the chartreuse gizzard shad or suicide shad, five inch swim bait. They make them in a three inch. Five inch and a seven inch. They're slippery too. I think I just saw they came out with some new colors today. Yeah, no. So they're slippery and they're covered in glitter. So when you get home, your wife will think you've been at the strip club. Oh, that's a double (laughs) bonus there. So, but uh, take that, suckers. But yeah, I want to thank Doug out, Douglas Rods. You know they've they've done a lot for me in the short time I've been with them. They're they're great guys. They even invited Donnie the Mullet. Donnie, Donnie the, the mullet, mullet. <laughs> Caleb. They invited me up to go wreck some smallmouth on the St. Lawrence in August. I am looking forward to that one. Um, Revo sunglasses. Uh, y'all, especially you, Ryan, couldn't have done it without you, man. <laughs> Ryan Van Tyne. <laughs> He's uh, Lambert's towing and recovery. <laughs> Number one sponsor on this one. Hey, man, that's my boy. I like putting him on. And, uh, you know, hopefully this, this kind of brings some – attention to the fact that you can drop dots and uh you still have to catch them being around the fish but it helps when you definitely have been there before and and have an idea on the game plan like we got a lot of holes in this little swiss cheese deal we call kayak fishing but hopefully uh hopefully we'll tie some things up but until then we're gonna battle each other and battle battle the info wars as we go i'm straight just, up uh, i'm just glad papa dave finally knows i'm not the milkman son Hey, you got it. You got it on this one. You, sh- you surprised me and him on this one. <laughs> we was cussing each other, and then there you go. We caught them all up. You the man, Dylan. Uh, I reckon we'll see you boys on uh, Broken Bow here in a couple weeks, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got one right. stop at Chick first. We got a lake-wide tournament at Chick next oh, weekend, TPKA. Right, right. Then stuff. I'll be sliding to Oklahoma. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Of course, uh, YouTube, Hotchet Facebook. Town Saloon Meetup, Broken Bow. We're it's going down. Put on your yeah, calendars. We'll, we'll drop some details on that Monday. I don't know who we're going to have on Monday, but by then we'll have some some details for y'all. Thanks. Y'all need to have on Joseph Sanderson so we can talk about the Hotchet Town Saloon. That might uh, not be a bad idea, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's line that up. We'll tweet All right. him. All right, boys. We gone. Thank y'all for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.